Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Yes You Can podcast. My name is Hannah, and I am your host. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Olivia Redder. She is a Winnipegger, a multi-passionate fit pro with a long history in the health and wellness industry, a spin instructor who actually was at my first audition in the new boutique spin studio industry in Winnipeg. And we talk about that. She's also a coach with the Fit Girl Gang and uh, an inspiration on Instagram with her humorous, hilarious, authentic, and real content. She is a mom who talks about her mental health journey. And I wanted to just put a little bit of a warning or an advisory that we talk about mental health. We talk about postpartum depression in this episode. And so I've linked mental health resources below that are specific to Canadians. Of course, if anything triggers anything for you, if anything we speak about triggers anything for you in this episode, please reach out to somebody, whether it be a friend, a trained professional, or someone you trust. We are here for you. And I think this discussion will hope helpfully inspire you to know that you're not alone. We also talk about diet culture and how that's changed as fitness professionals who once both kind of subscribed to the skinny is better mentality because that's what we were surrounded by at the time. Now, it's important to note that, of course, we we no longer subscribe to this and, and the world has changed along with us. This is referring to a time of about 15 years ago. And if you look back to that time, you'll see what we're talking about. My heart goes out to anybody else who experienced the same level of disordered eating patterns and relationship with health and wellness that Olivia and I both did. And we are very happy to be on the other side both as fitness professionals and just as humans with a much healthier relationship with both food and fitness. We talk about how now body neutrality language is so important as fitness professionals and how we're so happy that body positivity is a movement and there's a a thriving community on social media. So I wanted to come out right at the top with those two advisories. If anything doesn't fit right for you, pause, maybe save this episode for another time. But we also discuss funny things like Instagram, making fun of ourselves, how to follow your dreams and connect with who you are in an effort to also connect with your riders and get to waitlisted classes and find success that you're looking for as a spin instructor. Without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome Olivia to the Yes You Can podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Olivia. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So for everybody listening, Olivia and I had like orbited each other. And just as we got on this, like this call, we realized we had other connections, which is a classic Winnipeg thing to happen where there's like one degree of separation. And then you find there's even less and less and less. And I'm, as I said, so excited to have Olivia here because I've respected her from afar. We almost worked together, kind of, sort of. And we had one really cool and deep conversation over beers in a group setting, as it sometimes happens when you like connect with a person and you have this like really deep conversation. And then you leave and you're like, that was so cool and weird. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, Olivia is a spin instructor at another studio. As I said in the intro, she's a coach. She's a mom. She's a multi-passionate human. So let's start with your journey. I'm saying this in quotation marks because sometimes I hate that word, but I don't know what else would describe it into health and wellness and specifically how you came to teaching spin. 
Okay, so I'll start from, honestly, way back when I was 16. That's how early all of this starts. Amazing. Because, yeah. So, um, as everyone does when they're 16, you're kind of bopping around looking for jobs. And I got a job at a local health food store called Sunrise Health Foods. And um, I worked there for, oh, I want to say, like, on and off eight years. Like, it was that job that I always went back to because I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. So I graduated high school, went to university, but I had one of those situations where I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of went for myself the easy route and majored in French, which I already spoke fluently, and minored in Polish, which I already spoke fluently because okay, that's I like am not, Polish. That's like not the easy route for, oh, right. <laughs> like for anybody right. else listening. They're like, okay, so she just majored in like really hard languages. Got it, got it, got right. it. <laughs> right. And I also tried to take Spanish in there, and then it just got too much. Like, I started speaking Polish to my Spanish teacher, and he was like, what? What? <laughs> anyway. That's amazing. <laughs> but um, for me, that was just like, quote unquote, the easy route because I already spoke the languages and I was just going to university trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I stuck with those and I graduated and I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew having languages would be beneficial to me. And um, I did that thing when you graduate and you just F off for a year. <laughs> so I went, I went to Australia. Amazing. And and I was there for, uh, it wasn't a whole year. It was probably like nine to ten months. Um, and when I was there, I gained a bunch of weight because all I did was eat and party, um, which is totally fine. But back in that time, which was now 13 years ago, that was the end of the world for me, right? So I lo looked at photos of myself from when I left to when I came back home, and I was like a different person. So that kind of got me hooked on, and I went back to working at Sunrise Health Foods when I got back, and it got me kind of hooked on my health and wellness journey, which is, com my thoughts on it is completely different today than they were back then, which back then was, I got to lose this weight that I gained, and that was my end goal was just be skinny right yeah that was that was like everybody's end goal back then and I'm and I'm really happy like I know we'll talk about this more but I'm really happy that that has changed and yeah despite all the the shitty parts of social media there is a body positive movement that is like being promoted and is out there and there's communities, online communities that make everybody feel seen and heard and safe. Like Absolutely. that just, I, I mean, we're probably around the same age. That just did, was not there. It did not no. exist. No, like, it was all just like Victoria's Secret models and like any random show that you'd watch was just like this, the thinnest, not even like tone. They were just thin, thin women. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I completely, and like, all the tabloids and fitness competitions were just starting to become a thing. Like oh, I have they a whole, were such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did them too. So sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted no, to okay. say like part of the reason why I'm so excited to chat with you about this quote unquote journey, as we keep saying is because there's clearly been this like coming around, um, that you've experienced and that I've also experienced where I'm like now completely against fitness competitions and I hope yeah. people don't do them. But it, it, it's also a sign of the times, right? And and yeah, it's it's beautiful that we're in this time that we're in, and I hope it just keeps getting better. Anyways, yeah, back to same. you. <laughs> right. So then I just got really into exercise, and I was already into like health and supplements and stuff like that because I worked at a health food store and I had worked there for ages. Um, and then 
I met my, who is now my husband, but I was on a trip in Vancouver and he was working there and I met him there, but he's from New Zealand. So it was kind of one of those, like we dated for five months and then it was kind of a, either we're breaking up because his visa was ending or I go to New Zealand with him. Mm-hmm. So I went to New Zealand with him because what's the worst that can happen? I like, whatever, it doesn't work out. I leave and we never see each other again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I started working at a health food store there as well and everything was all good but then we decided to move back to Canada because it's just less expensive mm-hmm. and that's when I was kind of like, okay, now I'm, I think at that point I was 27 and I was like, I need to actually figure out what I want to do with my life because I've been traveling the world mm-hmm. my entire 20s at that point and needed to just figure out like this is where we're staying. I need to know what I want to do. Yeah. And I already knew I loved fitness. So I started taking courses, getting certifications, and decided to open up my own like personal training, boot camps, business mm-hmm. like that. And I called it Olivia Redder Fitness. I still have t-shirts. I love uh, that. I love that. <laughs> and yeah, so I did that. And I also started... Um, repping for a uh, supplement company called Prairie Naturals at that time when we came back as well. So I worked there for a while. So I was doing both sides. I was doing the health with the supplements Mm -hmm. and like traveling Canada to do like sell those to health food stores and stuff and then doing fitness on the side as well. So that was kind of like my side gig, which I feel like it is for a lot of people, yourself included. It's like Mm -hmm. the side gig, right? Yeah. And then when I fell pregnant with our first baby, I thought... Okay, now we got to shift gears again because I'm traveling a lot for this, my main job, my, you know, my main gig. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that when we had kids. So I decided when I went on mat leave, that was it for that job. I'm going to try to pursue fitness as my actual job. And that's it when, after I have this baby. Yeah. And it worked out. I started teaching spin. Mm -hmm. I was still teaching my boot camps and then that kind of fizzled out as I got I started managing the the spin studio and all of that so mm-hmm. it kind of took over more of my time um and yeah it kind of snowballed from there and now I'm happy to be able to call that my main gig like yeah. it is what I'm the most passionate about and especially with supplements like I I do take supplements I believe in them but that can kind of intertwine with some people's like unhealthy thinking habits and I still Mm -hmm. to this day kind of struggle with like how to separate those two because I don't not believe in supplements but there's a lot of them that go along with diet culture and like trying to be your healthiest self which doesn't necessarily mean like your thinnest self and stuff like that so yeah it's it's a it's a really interesting industry and I I completely agree there was a there was a time when I was was taking supplements specifically for, for how I looked. Yes, and exactly. when I decided to separate, you know, when I, when I decided to be like, I need to almost cleanse for lack of better words, myself of this identity of as a fitness chick, I'm not going to the gym anymore. I literally stopped doing everything. 
I, I was like, the idea of taking something was so triggering for me because it yeah. was like hydroxy cut fat burners, you know, all the stuff that we used to take. Exactly. And I couldn't separate like a vitamin that would make me feel good or, or provide supplement to something that was a deficiency without going down that route. So I completely appreciate that. And I love the, like, it's rare. I think unless you are teaching at a huge studio, it's rare to be able to say that this is your full-time gig. And so I, you know, there are so many instructors who, who do this as a side hustle, as a, as a side passion or whatever. And so when did you start doing spin? Like what was your first, do you remember your first class or or did you start like teaching it? kind of concurrently while figuring it out, like as a lot of people have. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of both. So my first class, I remember it and it's with Amy Briscoe or Amy Jones now. Oh Um, yeah. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. Um, so my very first spin class was an RPM class with her. She was obsessed with it and she was like, okay, let's do this. I went to university with her. So, and we really clicked there because we, she minored in French. So we were in all the same classes. (laughs) Oh God. Again, Winnipeg. This is is how Winnipeg works for everybody else. Uh, I know. Yeah. I also worked with Amy at the university. Anyways, continue. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So she took me and I remember I said to her, Amy, I will never do another spin class again I hated that <laughs> hated that and I mean fast forward to oh, how many years ago now five it'll be five years in October six I don't know five let's <laughs> say five just to not exaggerate myself yeah yeah um I was for my job that I worked as a sales rep for the supplement company. I was trying to, I heard about this WPG cycle opening up in Winnipeg Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I'll see if they want to carry supplements. So I contacted the owner Mm -hmm. and was like, would you like to meet and talk about supplements? Well, the only thing we talked about was like how she was like, you should teach spin. Your personality (laughs) goes with spin. Like you should teach, just, just do it. And I was like, listen, I've done one spin class and I hated it. That's amazing. That is so so good. So then she was like, well, just come to the training. It's one weekend. It's like three days of just pure training. I mean, I'm sure you've done it. It is just all on the bike. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, if you hate it, whatever. If you like it, okay. Well, I loved it. So that's, that's kind of where it started. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Cause I, I get so many people reaching out and be like, how do you get started? And I'm like, honestly, it's these opportunities that you, just have to seize as they come. And like, they're like, I can't, I can't say that there's one direct route. There just isn't like there's often failed auditions or trying or whatever. For me, it was like this long drawn out process that seemed to like never happen. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, and then you find your space or you fall into it. And I've had other instructors who've, who've told me that they're like, yeah, I hated it. And then I just like, somebody was opening a studio told me I should teach. And like, now I'm teaching and now I love it and I'm obsessed with, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so that's amazing. So I remember you were managing the studio and you were doing, were you doing boot camps on the side at the time too? Like, were you kind of like doing this, like running this Uh, as when I was managing, I stopped teaching my boot camps and I just kind of let Olivia Ritter fitness kind of die Mm -hmm. because one, I, I like to focus, I, I like working, but I like to focus my time on my family as well. So I don't like to be, I don't like to overbook myself. And I've yeah. always been pretty good at saying, nope, 
I need to step back from something because my my kid needs me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I stepped back from that because, to be completely honest, it wasn't bringing in as much as Spin did because mm-hmm. I was able to know what was coming in every right, week. Right, right, Rather exactly. than not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. So I stuck with Spin and managing the studio and then... Um, then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and then I stopped all of it. The pandemic, it feels like it was yesterday, and yet it feels like it was 500 years ago. Like I, I, know. I And it, we're still sort of in it at the time of this recording in Winnipeg. We're, you know, coming out of a, a third, fourth, third lockdown, more than a I year. Know, yeah. And during that time, like, I've launched my spin course, and, like, we've been teaching virtually at Wheelhouse. And so you're now teaching at a, a new studio, same, but like what the same building, same, of, but different. Yeah. Same, same, but different. And this is the building that I had, uh, worked at quote unquote as a hype crew member. And actually yes, Olivia, it's where we met. yes, where we met. And Olivia was actually at my, my audition for this studio, which yeah. I like, I think you might've even recorded the video that I have. Like, I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is very embarrassing as I think <gasps> everybody thought you were amazing. Oh, Olivia, stop. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't ask her to say that to everybody. I was like, <laughs> it's so funny when you watch back yourself back on video, period. But then the first time when you were like, I thought I was like, I'm amazing. And then I look back and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh, that yeah. voice was so high. But it's, it, it is just, it, it's like you're, your rite of passage. Everybody is oh, not sure. the best when they first put on a microphone, get up on a podium and try and like be fun and personable and get your cues and hit the music and all that stuff. Like it's just like not going to happen. So I have to give myself a little bit of grace, but I do think it's funny <laughs> that you were there. Cause I remember you like, like actually like rocking out and really enjoying what I was doing and giving me that energy back. And for anybody who's not, who's been an audition, who's performed in an audition, that is huge because sometimes some studios almost want you to feel the pressure I've experienced and I've seen. Yeah. And that was like not the vibe you were giving. So thank you for that because it gave me the confidence to like, you know, be obsessed with it and, and really deepen my relationship with spin. Well, that's nice, to, that that's nice to hear. Cause like, I don't know, you just, you want to give out good, you know, I've, I've been there. I've been the instructor that doesn't think they're good enough. I don't ever want to feel, I don't want to make someone else feel like they're not rocking the shit out of that podium because it is, it takes guts. It takes a lot yeah. to go up there. It, it a thousand percent does like anybody who's yeah. going to put themselves out there in that regard, I think deserves your energy and attention and, um, accolades just for getting up there. Like just for yeah. putting that microphone pack on and even saying one word, even just like staring out into the the audience like that is that, that takes guts. It's, it's yeah. a courageous thing to do. And so you're, you've now been teaching live. Like I would love to know how, if at all, because I don't know the answer to this question. If I'm answer, I'm asking all this shit live. If your teaching style has changed, or if the way you approach spin or fitness has changed since becoming a mom, because we haven't oh, fully spoken about so that. Much. But I feel like your identity, like everything, would change, and I have so, no idea. <laughs> so much. Okay, actually, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I started teaching spin. October 2016 and then I got pregnant 
November 2016, okay? So very shortly afterwards. And so I, I taught until I was eight months pregnant. My first year of teaching, I taught until I was eight months pregnant and learned so much. But I don't know if I ever waitlisted a class that year, which is fine, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I was I was very self conscious. I was like, my body's changing. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no other. There was like one other spin studio in the city that opened around the same time. I think. Yeah, you almost worked there, or you did work there. I did work there. Yeah, I taught yes. there. Yeah, yeah. So I had never really been to other. I you, you I didn't have the luxury of going to a bunch of other studios to see how they did it, like how those instructors had their confidence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have it. And then I obviously gave birth and I couldn't teach for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, which I now having my second baby, I have no idea how I went back to teaching at two months postpartum after my first, but I did not the same story with my second baby, mm-hmm. but, um, I went back to teaching at two months postpartum and there was something about having a baby, having my body change, having the way I viewed life sort of change because little things don't matter anymore. You know what actually matters and it's that little person that you brought into the world and suddenly I was like, well, if people don't like me, who the fuck cares? If people don't think I'm a good instructor, if they don't like my music, then they're not going to come to my class. And suddenly after I had my baby, all my classes were waitlisted. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it it's not like my music style changed or anything. I think it was just I stopped actually caring if I had roles, if I had a double chin, if I had music that I wasn't quite sure that was like super trendy, but mm-hmm. I liked it and I vibed with it. I'm going to play that because what you like is going to you know, attract the people that also like that. Yeah. Like a million percent. You, I feel like what I'm hearing is like, is something slightly similar to when people feel like they, they're more aware, more connected to who they truly are. And sometimes that happens with age. Like I felt that for sure in my thirties versus my twenties, I think it seems to only be amplified like a million percent more as a mother or as a parent where you are, you, you just don't have, you don't have the time probably to sweat the small shit and yeah. the opinions of others are, are part of that. Yeah. And I mean, I remember before I had my first baby, I never ever wore a crop top or just a sports bra to work out. And I don't think I ever wear a shirt to work out anymore. Or yeah. teach or like anything, you know what I mean? Like, I'll just, <laughs> she's like, I'm not wearing bra. one right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like there's yeah. something about that. And, and also like I had my first baby when I was 31. So it was entering my thirties too. So it could have had something to do with that as well. Cause I do believe like the more you grow, the more, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think all of it had something to do with that. And it's just, you just, I don't know don't sweat the small stuff. Like if you miss a beat, you miss a beat, you know? And I feel like before I would be a little bit more critical of myself if I missed the beat. Oh, like you put out that reel today or yesterday. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you miss the beat drop. Everyone misses a beat drop. Yeah. Every, and like forever, like for Mm -hmm. all time, the one, the, the videos you see on social media of somebody um, myself included. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick the time that I missed a beat drop, but it's on Absolutely. Wheelhouse Live. Like you'll find it and it's hilarious. And you just have to laugh it off. And I think 
if you do that with confidence and if you do that with levity and if you are open to making fun of yourself because you know that the moment doesn't define you, um, you attract the people who are like, oh, I want to be around that fun. I want to be around that kind of personality and that charisma. Absolutely. Um, and I completely see that from you in your own instructor growth, because I do recall, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, right. And I, and I feel like you're even, you know, even, I don't, I don't want to use the pot word popularity, but the engagement that you've had on Instagram as a, as a like piece of success shows that people are attracted to your vibe. And that includes like an insane amount of humor and like comp you have evoke confidence like you do and and but i didn't always it just comes yeah yeah eventually yeah it just comes eventually at some point it will come at some point it clicks in yeah and that's amazing like i do think that's amazing i love that that you attribute that to motherhood because the i mean i'm I'm definitely going to take that sound clip and put it at the (laughs) end with that very beginning because it's whatever i feel like even for those who people who are listening who aren't mothers or parents, I feel like there's going to be a moment for you where you just realize that those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Like, you know, it's like exactly that your people will find you and the closer you can be to who you are and just express that through your classes. Like you'll see the numbers climb. You'll see all the things that we attribute as our success, wait lists, whatever, um, people will find you and they'll like, they'll see you. But if you keep trying to be somebody that you're not, or if you, if you somehow, you know, are striving for perfection because it doesn't exist, like people won't really know who you are and they won't, they won't feel connected to you. I remember when I first started and I would see the instructors that were waitlisting classes when I wasn't, I would go to their classes and be like, okay, they do this. I should try that. Or, all right, they're dressing like this. I should try dressing like that. Well, that didn't work because it didn't align with myself and my personality, right? So yeah, exactly. once you just start, stop overthinking it and just mm-hmm. go up there as yourself without second guessing yourself. Mm-hmm. And who those that like that are going to come. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter that people don't and some people won't because that's just everyone. You're not for everyone. Not everyone's for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but people will like it, right? Yeah. Because there's there's that one instructor for everybody. I love that. It's so true. And there's room for us all. Like that's the Absolutely. other thing is like there's room for every single person and every single style of, of music. Because like if you like a song, there's going to be somebody who likes that song too. Like yeah. not everybody... I think when people become instructors, it's really hard for them to say, to see maybe like the veteran writers, um, maybe the people who are always at the studio, like not coming to your classes. There's still people who don't come to mind who are like the biggest wheelhouse fans. And you, there's just a point where I'm like, I don't like every instructor. It's not that I don't like every instructor, but like I'm, I'm more attracted to certain styles of instructing and motivating. So if I'm that way, it's logical to just apply that same thinking and be like, right. Okay. If I'm not obsessed with every single person who steps on the podium, not everybody's going to be obsessed with me and that's okay. Exactly. And that is okay. That's the, that's the end goal. There is like just accepting that, it's fine if someone likes your classes, but I'm not their vibe or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, it's okay. I'm so glad that you found an instructor that plays 
and says all the all the shit that you need mm-hmm. to get your best ride. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's the best advice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And what I so let's like flip into like your your social media and your you have a website which has like fantastic recipes, none of which I can replicate. I'm always like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, there's such amateur recipes. It's such a hobby. Uh, listen, Olivia, I cannot do it. I have a, I, I love recipes, but I have to be like, I think it's this ADHD brain of mine where I have to be like in the zone of being like, I want to cook and I'm going to go to the store right. and I'm going to get all the stuff and then I'm going to cook and it. And you're going to do it right now. And it's got to be like a day long activity. Like I'll make an amazing recipe and I'm like, okay, I'm doing that two more times in my lifetime. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and that is it. Um, but I love, so you've been doing like recipes and that has kind of been a part of your, your wellness, like boot camps and all that sort of stuff. I think like some of the yeah, packages it started, it started off that way where I was doing kind of everything, like putting out workouts and putting out recipes and, kind of doing all of it and giving, I don't know, I guess that kind of goes with like following other people's lead as well until you kind of find your own shit where Mm -hmm. I was like, well, everyone's doing this. So that this is what people want to see. And then I realized, well, not necessarily. So I don't have to put out a recipe every week. I can put one out whenever I feel like putting one out, Yeah, you know, because I made something good and I feel like other people might like it or, Mm -hmm. um, like, you know how people follow the algorithm and kind of post on certain times and only use certain filters mm-hmm. and this and that? I tried to do that for a while and it was not enjoyable. And yeah. then I just decided to be like, screw it. Like, and you can see if you scroll way back in my Instagram, you can see what I was trying to do. I had like a rhythm to when I posted food photos and like selfies or, or spin photos, you know, and now I'm just like, whatever I feel like posting that day, I'm going to post. And honestly, it's, it's much more fun. Yeah. And the thing is like, it's, it's exactly the same thing as when people are like, trying to find their, I just had a one-on-one session with before we started. And she was like, I'm trying to find, you know, who I am as an instructor. I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Like, what do you like? What do people like about you? What are they like? And within five seconds, we articulated that. I'm like, so do that. Like yeah. you don't need to replicate what somebody else is doing or what I'm doing or, or anything. And social media, I think people like, I'm really happy we're at a place where we're getting away from this overly curated grid because Mm -hmm. I could not do it. I'm like, I can't, again, I need to be like really excited about something. And if I'm planning too far in advance and everything has the same filter, it's boring to me and it's not real. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, the planning in advance. I just, I've never been able to do it with Instagram because it's like, but what if I'm, I have like a really excited post planned for a day mm-hmm. but I'm feeling really down. Yeah. So are you just going to fake it and post it anyway and then be yeah. like going into your stories like oh blah 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 this is such exciting thing and then really inside you're like what a f- what a <laughs> crock fake. of shit. Yeah. yeah, what a crock of shit. Like I'm feeling depressed today. I just want to eat a bucket of ice cream and sit yeah. sit down. Yeah. You know? It, it's I think that that's partly why social media got such a bad rap at one point. And like I was yeah. in communication school in 2010, 2012, like in that time frame, And it was just like 
Instagram was just gaining traction and we were, it was a photo sharing grid. And so people are choosing the, the highlights from their reel and, you know, for lack of better words and putting yeah. that on their grid and then filters became a thing. And you'd see these families who seemed perfect and these mothers who seemed perfect and these humans who seemed perfect. And you're like, how am I supposed to live up to this? And now I believe personally that through video, we can see more of who people are as humans. And because it's being promoted, I'm seeing funnier things. I'm seeing more interesting things. I'm seeing more real things. And of course, this is probably going to be a cycle where, you know, people will figure out a way to be like there. It's actually, it's inauthentic vulnerability. Right. And like people are, aren't, they're sharing things that are working with the algorithm, but like, aren't really who they are. But I, I am optimistic about it. And I love seeing your reels cause they're so funny. They're Thank so you. Funny. It really makes my day when I can make people laugh. They're like, love yeah. it so much. And it's, it's cool because it is who you are as a human. And I'm, I feel like, you know, I like to think I'm funny too. You posted a reel (laughs) recently that was like me watching my own stories. And I'm like, that is so accurate. I'm like, let me just see that reel again. I just want to see that reel one more time. And, and I, I love that because I think that again, as an instructor, you're trying to communicate who you are. And I liked, I'm very self-deprecating in like a funny, you know, fun way. Kind of way yeah, yeah like not I'm not like you know ragging on myself but I am shooting the shit with people before they walk in the room I'm like yeah. rapping along to songs and like just not giving a, a, a flying f as I'm as I'm interacting with people that's who I am on the podium and so I like to have opportunities to do that and it's been cool to see what you've been because I feel like it's resulted in more followers, more engagement, more comments, people saying, yes, I completely get that. And you're also doing some business stuff too. Now you're doing like influencer quote unquote things, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Which really helps because what my goal is, is like, like I said, fitness is my full-time gig, but it's not necessarily Mm full-time, you know what I mean? Full-time hours, I should say. Right. So I am you know, teaching fitness. I'm part of Fit Girl Gang, like a coach for them, and I'm teaching spin and this and that. I'm not going back to managing studios, but um, I get to spend a lot of time at home still with the kids. Mm -hmm. So doing little side things, like little promotions, which, like... You just get approached sometimes when you've got a certain amount of following. And it's like, mine is not big whatsoever, but like you just get approached by certain time, like a a certain point, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes it's worth it. And sometimes, you know, you align with that company or whatever. And you're like, well, I use this anyway. And I just won't make money off of it. Absolutely. And like, yeah, I, what I've been telling people in the instructor magic program, we've been talking about marketing and how you can add an affiliate um, marketing stream if you want. And I'm like, as long as it's something that you can stand behind and you like, yes, you, it aligns with who you are. Um, your, your people will, will listen and will be interested. Like I'm going to be doing a product review on something that I'm absolutely not getting anything from because people, I've gotten like the same six questions about these team shoes that I use. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to answer this. We're going to create a piece of content. If at some point they want to give me some sort of discount, amazing. But like, I'm just, I'm responding to my audience and I would, I, I would assume that 
that parents and mothers would love to know like what's working because it seems like it could be a really lonely journey at some points when you're not, when you're, when you, especially during pandemic and you don't have the ability to gather with people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people were like, oh, wow, your mat leave just lined up so well with the pandemic. Like, everything's shut anyway. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no one can come help me with my newborn. Oh, my and God. I am, I am drowning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, it's, it can be so, so lonely. And, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if this is the, the area we want to get into right now. But sure. I mean, at the beginning with my second Kaya, um, she's she's almost 10 months now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, I was like, I'm doing great. Like, I struggled so much with my first in the first three months. And this time, I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. Well, it was after those three months mm-hmm. that it really, really hit. Because she stopped sleeping so much. And... I couldn't have anyone come and help me because yeah. we were in lockdown and my parents are on, like they had me when they were in their 40. So they're okay. quite old now. Yeah. And you know, like I don't want to put them at risk with anything. So it, it's a lot. It, it was rough. It, yeah, it was rough. And I did go into an, a depression for a few months there and it was a really, really hard, lonely thing where I couldn't get the normal help I like I have a very very good tight group of friends mm-hmm. and I couldn't even have them come over I, I can't I can't imagine and I only know like a slight bit of what you're talking about because one of my good friends had the exact same exact same situation during pandemic and she was like everybody's keep saying isn't it great that you're mat leave and she's like nobody can help me and i yeah. have and my some of my family haven't even met my baby this is not ideal oh. at all it's horrible like like I, my husband's from new zealand they mm-hmm. have i have we have a niece that's nearly 2 that we haven't met mm-hmm. like it is it's so rough. It, it It's not... And I get what people are saying. Like, they're just like, oh, you had to take that time off work anyway mm-hmm. to heal. And it lined up with the pandemic. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like, work... I'm ready to, like, teach more. Mm-hmm. But I can't. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. our studios aren't fully open yet. Like, they're open but it's just, it's, kind of, it's sort different. Of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. 12 bikes is not 43 or 33 or 30 or yeah. whatever. It's not the same. And, and you're just not able to have that same schedule. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you talking about this because I, as somebody who talks about mental health a lot and is very open with it, this is an area that I, I really don't know anything about, but I've, I've thought about how I might react or what my experience might be. And feeling lonely and feeling isolated and feeling a lack of support, not for whatever reason, yeah. would be the worst possible thing in your darkest moments. And I think that you sharing it gives others permission to be like, wow, like I I feel seen and I feel yeah. heard. And what, especially if they're still in that. So I want to, you know, in this moment, say if anybody's struggling, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes. I've had a few people actually over the last few days reach out to me about psychology and therapy and all this stuff. And I, I think I'll do what I can personally to share those resources. But I also think just like speaking about it and being open about it 
is a, is the first step, whether that's on social media, whether that's to your friends, I, was there anything that helped you like this? I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but was there anything yeah, that no, helped okay. you? Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Like when the pandemic hit, I obviously got laid off cause the studios all closed mm-hmm. and my husband got laid off. So we didn't mm-hmm. have any benefits. So I couldn't, I mean, I did end up just paying for therapy mm-hmm. because I needed it so bad. Um, but we couldn't continue because yeah. I'm working such part-time hours at the moment, and I'm technically still on mat leave, right? So I can mm-hmm. only make a certain amount before that goes away. So I can't really even work that much. Yeah. Um, so what? Because when I had my second, we had taken our first out of daycare because I mean we weren't working, we were home, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then of course, right when. Um, our daughter was born. My husband got a job. So I was at home by myself with both kids. And I thought, well, I'm home. I might as well have them both home. Mm. No, it gives you absolutely zero time to even go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't do... Anything. I'm laughing. I'm laughing, but I, I oh, like, yeah. I'm not meaning to laugh. <laughs> no, I, no, it's totally fine. Like you can't do anything when you've got a toddler who doesn't nap home, and then a newborn that just needs you so much. Mm-hmm. And so, what finally helped was actually a friend of mine helped me. She found heard that there was an opening in the daycare her kid was in, and I was able to snag a spot in there and now my son's in daycare even though I'm home mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. um there's no shame in that like I I still now sometimes feel guilt like oh I should really have a home because I'm here mm-hmm. but I was depressed when I didn't have any time yeah you know like I was like I'm not just saying I was depressed I was depressed mm-hmm. and not happy not okay like I remember the restrictions loosened up a little bit and I went to my friend's house for dinner and I didn't even enjoy myself I like went to the bathroom and cried and then mm-hmm. like brushed it all away and then went out and talked to everyone you know mm-hmm. so it it's just there's no shame in getting help when you can yeah is what I'm trying to say. Like, even when you think you you should be able to do it, mm-hmm. just because you you think you can in your home, just just get the help. What, yeah. in whatever way that means. Like, we can't afford regular therapy for me because that's very expensive. But we can afford this daycare, and that has helped me a lot. I I love that approach because I think that like first of all, mental health um, psychology therapy should all be paid for in Canada. Um, that's, yeah. that's and like I, I, when I when I give resources to others. I'm like, I, I hate that. I know that this is like the next question is going to be like for the financial burden because it is. And I'm super privileged that I can pay for my therapy because I think I have like three sessions covered and I see her bi-weekly. So it's yeah. like, it is like, I see her often there. We have a scheduled date and that's just not the reality for other people. But if there's something else in addition to opening up to others that can alleviate or give you time or make your life easier. Like I've been really passionate about this, like outsourcing quote unquote model of like, what can make your life better? Like, yeah. And do that if you can, because like, you're not supposed to be able to do every single thing. And if it, if it, for me, again, I'm a childless person. Um, 
I take my dogs to daycare. <laughs> I take my yeah. dogs to daycare so I can have space to write and do things I need to do. Absolutely. Because the guilt of, like, we have a dog, too. And the guilt, if you don't walk them in a day, <laughs> yeah. like, you feel bad. Like, yeah. it's so hot the next few days. And I'm just like, oh, I feel bad that Grizz won't be able to go out for yes. hour-long walks that we do every day. Because yes. it's going to be too hot. Yeah. Yeah. And Or, like, a house cleaner. like I Or oh, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Like... And again, I know that this is not going to be financially possible for every single person, but I feel like there's, there's something that you might not do because you are afraid of, of either quote unquote failing at it, or you don't want to be perceived as giving up or like whatever it is, just like you need to drop about like the, the concern of what others are going to think in favor of your own self care and your own self preservation. Um, and your like your sanity, whatever it is. Like for me again, like I've been referencing ADHD. I had a whole podcast episode. on it. I realized that like a messy space can overwhelm me and affect every single part of my life. And for sure where I am a relatively clean person, there's something about having my floors cleaned and like a deep clean that just makes me feel on top of the world. And it yeah. just cleans. It's the same as getting your car cleaned. In my opinion, you know, when you have a, when you have a clean car, it like represents my mental health. <laughs> like when it's really yeah. like full of crap, I'm like, there's something going on here. <laughs> and so I love that approach. Like bringing you back to what you said. I love that approach about if it's, if you can't afford therapy or psychology or whatever it is, and you can't get a referral from a GP, that is an option, but it takes forever. Um, what is something that can make your life easier in that moment and, and do that? I love that. And I'm really happy that you're, you've, you've posted about it, that you've come out of this darker period. And of course we all have ebbs and flows, but. Oh, for sure. But honestly, it is day and night from how I felt then to how I feel now. Then I, I hope to never go back to Mm -hmm. what, what was going on inside of me then. Mm -hmm. And that was only a few months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that it can, it can like, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is that it can happen really quickly. And the fortunate thing is that the change can happen really quickly. Like you can get just as quickly as you can fall into it. You can climb out. And it, I've said this before, like all it takes sometimes is like a pinhole of light of hope of something to show you that there's like, you just forget how good it feels to be happy and you forget like what it feels like not even happy because it's unrealistic to always be happy Mm -hmm. but to feel neutral yes to not to just like go about your day say like you're driving to work and you're just like fine Mm -hmm. to even just feel that is huge but i think a big part of it is like recognizing in yourself when you are spiraling and because some people will just try to push through because they're so busy that they have no time to be depressed yeah but or or they won't realize until somebody asks them like how are you really doing like no like yeah the worst (laughs) and you're like i'm fine and then you're like why am i crying and then you're like oh my god this is a dark time right now for me and i didn't realize it until my therapist just asked me and like or whatever or a friend just asked me so I, I, I do really love that. I really appreciate you sharing that. I wanted to ask about, cause I know that we could talk for literally forever, but I wanted to ask yes. about fit girl game because this is like a relatively newer thing at the time of this recording that you joined yeah. them as a coach, which I absolutely love. I, 
again, because it's Winnipeg, no Johanna, no the Fickrel gang. And I'm a fan of what they do. So like, tell me about that and you know what you're doing with them now. This is like a thing that I don't know how I manifested this and how it happened, but it's one of those things where like, Johanna and I have followed each other for a long time and I've gone to so many and like I've been in the figure girl gang for a long time as well and like gone to the events and everything but there was one thing that I posted on my Instagram that she was like I gotta be her friend mm-hmm. and then so like we chatted a few times here and there and then when I was I can't remember if I was pregnant or like just postpartum and newborn I think I was still pregnant um And she messaged me just being like, look, I know this sounds out of the blue, but I really like you as a person and know that you've got experience in fitness, like so much experience in it. And I'm looking to grow our team. Would you consider being a coach for us? And I would like write about to pop being like how the fuck does this girl think I'm going to coach anyone right now? But I was just like, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I do want to do that. Mm-hmm. But you got to give me a few months to, like, be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did. Like, she was totally open to the giving me all the time that I wanted. And, um, yeah, then we just started training and doing all this stuff. And now I've coached a few of the, a few, quite a bit of the, lives online Mm -hmm. and have helped with some of the boot camps and I will be filming soon to teach the postpartum the pregnancy and postpartum um program on her app that she's going to be launching very very soon so it's called the girl gang app it's so exciting that's amazing I'm so excited yeah and like I'll do more than just the the pre and postnatal stuff but Mm -hmm. for right now um that's the stuff I'm going to be filming so if you're pregnant or postpartum or thinking about getting pregnant um or you know what even if you're just starting out and you don't know much about fitness and you're just not knowing where to start like it's a good place yeah. to really learn about body and the mechanics and the movements that you could do safely I love that and I do think that like I said I love that like 1600 times in this podcast <laughs> it's gonna be funny editing or I'll just not edit it at all <laughs> just let yourself be repetitive just, yeah exactly I'll be like this is a drinking game you can all drink some water when you hear me say I love that so uh, but I do think it's really important as a coach to, to, um, if you're, especially if you're, uh, postpartum or pregnancy, or you're in that state to yeah. have a coach who understands what it feels like. Cause I could literally not even imagine, like I, I, could, yeah, and that's I why she wanted wouldn't to be able to coach she... anybody in the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she hired me. Cause like I've been through it twice now and it's funny. Like I would mm-hmm. study cause I got my certification obviously for it, but I would like sit there and study with a newborn on my boob and just <laughs> get certified like that. Like it's the epitome of who you need yes. <laughs> to be doing it. But like, yeah, I really, really I made it happen so that by the time I started actually coaching, which I am now, yes. um, I could be ready and certified properly. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, I'm so happy to be part of that team like all of the girls all of the other coaches they're such great people and the community in there like oh, amazing people i it, and there's lots i'm assuming there's lots of people from around the world who are who are part of the fickle gang like outside of winnipeg is that can people from anyone anywhere join like is it a like absolutely a worldwide thing oh, yeah it's it's 
Okay. Anyone and everywhere. It's just, it's women targeted, um, but okay. anyone from any part of the world can join. Um, and when the app launches, anyone from anywhere can join as well. Um, yeah. Love it. Okay. My, my screen is like becoming unfrozen. If yours yeah, is too, let me know. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Yay! I will cut this part out. Um, so <laughs> I feel like that's a probably a good place to sort of like peter out. Is there anything that you wanted to tell us about? Like, is there anything you wanted to add about who you are as a coach or any your health and fitness journey? Like, yeah, the floor is you yours. I wanted to say thank you. <laughs> I wanted to say whether you've been injured and taken a long break or just had a child and you're trying to heal from that, I know firsthand that it can feel like you're never going to be able to get back to where you were or you'll never get the time to get back to. And it's not even where you were. It's where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get back to work. You want to get back into fitness. It takes time, but you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can be a mom and be a spin instructor and be an awesome chef and travel the world and, I don't know, like be an accountant or a librarian <laughs> or whatever the hell you want to do. I don't know. But yeah. if you want to, whatever you want to do, you can make that happen and like just because sometimes you have to take a break from your life, basically what it feels like if you're injured or postpartum, mm-hmm. it is. You have to take a break from your life. Mm-hmm. It does come back. And if you're in the thick of that, if you're in that state where you think you'll never get it back, you will. I love that. And it just, yeah, it just takes a little bit of time. It's it, it's very inspiring to hear. Um, I think for anybody who's listening who's who's not yet had a child, and this could be a concern, like a concern or something they're thinking about, like, what if I lose myself or what if I lose the ability to do the things I love or to teach spin, for instance, or to any of those things when you've actually found like more success and more of a thriving career since having your kids. And even like through having the, your first into the second, you've found more of yourself and that's resonated with the people who love to come to your rides. Like I think that is so beautiful. Um, Thank you. And very inspiring to others. And to me too, (laughs) because I'm like, this is really just me doing research. (laughs) Yeah. But you're healing from injury right now too, right? Like I am. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, that taking time off of that bike, it's more than just letting your yourself heal. It's like, you're really losing that stamina Mm -hmm. and it can feel very hard. Okay. I'm going to, put something really spin specific here it was hell getting back on the bike yeah after taking however long off but stamina comes back okay you just have to work at it like you just take a jog in the saddle or use it as an interval and just get up every few seconds or something like that exactly yeah you get it back you just gotta you do want to. you do and it's but the the hardest i think the hardest workouts or the hardest rides or whatever will be like the first second third you know and oh, then yeah. and then it just does come back your body does remember and and you, you don't even notice it until you're doing something like standing in a jog the whole time and you're like i couldn't even stand for three seconds before yeah yeah totally yeah. i i'm I'm really excited about this for, for people 
also just coming back from, from pandemic and as studios open, I think it's going to be really timely because I know that there are people listening who are excited to come back to the studio, have been waiting for the time when we don't have masks and are going to be nervous. And I love what you said about, it's not even getting back to where you were. It's like, you're not, I want to, I want to echo that and say, you're not competing with like who you were before anything, before your injury, before having a baby, before pandemic, whatever it is, like you're simply working towards something new, a new goal. And that might look like the person you were before, or it might not, but exactly whatever it is, it will happen more quickly than you think. And and it, and it will happen, period. So Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is so good. So where can people oh. find you? How can they follow you, get to know you, ride with you, work out with you, all the things? Okay, so my Instagram is Olivia Redder Lifestyle. Um, and my website is OliviaRedderLifestyle.com. I am a coach for Fit Girl Gang. Um, if you Google them, they're just the first one that comes up. Um, and I lead at Riot Cycle and we also have an app called Riot Play and you can find my rides there as well. So um, you can ride with me at home, at the studio, whenever, wherever you want. I love it. Thank you so much, Olivia, for being on the Yes You Can podcast. I feel like you just embodied everything about Yes You Can in a whole new way for listeners. And I hope that they follow you and I hope that they share your reels because they're unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I really like to make people laugh. Yeah. So if you could just humor me and pretend to laugh at my jokes, that's the best. She's one of the funniest people <laughs> ever. I swear to God. Anyways, thank you so much, Olivia. Have a thank great you, night. Sir. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Hannah. <laughs>